five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're fighting for direct mail and marketing every day, and today's not an exception. But before we do, let's just check out this crazy kind of ad from over here from Inspire Sleep Apnea Treatment. I struggled with CPAP every night. But now that I got the Inspire implant to treat my sleep apnea, I'm sleeping much better. In fact, it's making me think of doing other things I've been putting off. Oh, like removing the tattoo of your first wife's name. But your mom's name's Vicky, too. That's even worse. Inspire, sleep apnea innovation. Learn more and view important safety information at inspiresleep.com. I sh okay, so anyway. <laughs> He's got energy for something else, I think, now. Uh, but anyway, let's go over and find out about the uh, backstory of this ad. Okay. There was an interesting point. Audrey Kemp, or Kep, rather, from the drum, uh, made an important point. Uh, CPAP machine has been the gold standard for, for uh, sleep apnea treatment for decades. It doesn't work for nearly half of the patients. You heard it here first. Um, Inspire launched, a, launched two 30-second national television commercials. The campaign developed in partnership with agency Space 150 rejects what press release describes as the, uh, the, as the typical smiley, happy people living their best lives approach of many med tech ads. I remember last night um watching the masters there were uh i think there were three arthritis drugs advertised in a row i think it was the masters anyway um you know phil mickelson had some kind of diagnosis of of uh arthritis and so he did some for a while i don't know whatever happened he said you know he wasn't really sure it was arthritis he just woke up one morning and was completely stiff and Phil, at 52 years old, uh, finished tied for second in the Masters this year. He's the oldest guy to finish in the top five uh, ever. So way to go, Phil Mickelson. I thought that was great. I watched every shot. I love how the Masters does that and lets me do that. Anyway, um, the, the, I remember one particular pharmaceutical ad that I watched yesterday that, the, that had the woman thinking in her head, she was out on a date and thinking on her head, I hope my arthritis isn't too bad. Um, you know, she, she didn't want to look like she was a cripple. And so then she was out dancing and smiling. And I thought, yeah, yeah, this is, you know, never mind all of the, all of the uh, side effects mentioned. And there was also a school teacher who enjoyed his work and the drug made him teacher of the year or something. Anyway, um, so in this ad, an elderly man describes improvements in his sleep, <laughs> saying he might have he might have the energy to do some more some other things. And then his wife says, like removing the tattoo of your first wife's name. It said property of Vicky. <laughs> that was a that was a kind of a humdinger. Okay. Follow-up on this one. Top CMOs spooked about Musk coming, Musk's coming MMA appearance. And um, that was by Carlene 
Lakovitz, and I I suggested to Carlene that she go back and do some more research. I also wrote Scott Adams, uh, who I probably you know you know I I think of Scott as as a friend because I watch hours and hours and hours, probably hundreds of hours of his of his uh, podcast video podcast. What was that called? Anyway, uh, but he did write me back which I said he sometimes does. The story's not about me being a racist. I got canceled for being mad at racists. Exactly. He, 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 he said it in a kind of a nuanced way. He said, you know, doesn't it make sense to stay away from people who say they want to kill you <laughs> or something like that? Uh, and uh, so he, he did write back and, and, and say, yes, that, that he's not a racist. He just said, if people want to kill you because of your race, you might want to, you might want to stay away. Uh, Hotep Jesus also wrote back, and uh, and 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 we're connected now. And uh, he's a, he's kind of a marketing guy, so that that's cool too. Um, so, just in case you think I was making it all up, I still suggest I did not hear from I did not hear from Carlene though. I did. We are connected, I think. So. Uh, I did message her, but she didn't write back. So, 40, oh, this is a really interesting story because I feature, you know, I love doing, I love doing Christmas cart, uh, commercials and showing, you know, who the winners are and everything. And John Lewis is one of the, usually is the winner. I think Asda, is, which is a grocery store chain that somehow got, got Buddy the Elf uh, in their commercial and, and did a really interesting job of it. Um, won this year, but but John Lewis uh, also does a great job. So it turns out that a children's author claimed that the retailer and its longtime ad agency copied her idea for its 2019 Excitable Edgar. So they went to court. The children's author sued them for plagiarism or something, copyright infringement or something. And uh, so in discovery, it turns out that the process is much more complicated than anybody imagined. Okay. Um, it turns out that there, each year the agency would send John Lewis's brief out to about 40 of its creative teams and would sift through as many as 300 proposals per brief, okay? So 40 times 300, or let's just say 40 times 100, right? What is that? 4,000? 4, 4,000 different ad ideas or something like that. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's, that's a lot, right? Maybe it's 40,000, but I don't think so. No, it would be 4,000. And then they explained that the excitable Edgar was based on an idea that had been been submitted in 2016 uh, by Simon Lloyd, who had a puppy that used to pee. It got so excited, and so they made the dragon have a little puff of smoke come out. I remember this one. I won't show it to you, but anyway. Um, and so the judge said, you know, this is so well documented. The the process is is designed to be original ideas. And um, and it was, I think, before the before the children's story came out. 
So anyway, it's a, a long article, so we'll let you go with that. Okay, now we're going to get over to this one. Uh, how to supplement email marketing with direct mail by Michael Plummer. And Michael and I, I'm sure, are connected because I've mentioned him several times. He has a new movers company. Um, so did you check your email today? How many unopened emails have taken up residence in your inbox? I never have any. I do right at the moment, but not as of last night when I went to bed. I always check my email and I mark them as read. <laughs> I don't read them. I don't delete them either. I don't read them or delete them, but I mark them as read so I know where I left off. And uh, I found out that those count as opened. <laughs> you email marketers. <laughs> yes, I opened your email and did not look at it. Um, not even a smidgen mostly. And mostly I'm looking for uh, promotional emails versus something important. And I've had, I've had e you know, emails that were, you know, an innocuous subject line and just happened to catch them. And, uh, you know, I was asking about if I could help out with something and it was tens of thousands of dollars of billing. And I thought, wow, it's lucky I didn't miss that. So I do look with, with a little bit of care. But mostly it's a ruling out process where I, I, you know, the faster I can rule them out, the better. And so I do look at them during the day. But I, and I don't delete them and just in case. Um, I have to admit the ones with RE colon or whatever are the ones I'm most likely to look at because that suggests somebody writing me back that I wrote to. But now they're using it to excess. So that'll probably, my brain will probably turn that off. Anyway, um, so if you own a business and use email as your primary marketing tool, it might be disconcerting that, that people don't always read their email. <laughs> I don't know. But you can couple that. Despite all this, your email open rates, if your email are consistently low, your email marketing isn't likely resonating with your customers. And I'm, you know, I'd love to hear from people out there and say, uh, some LinkedIn user says, hi, okay, hi back. <laughs> It may be time to try a different way of reaching them, okay? I get on my WDMA emails, which I admit are, you know, it, LinkedIn used to let you download all the email addresses of your first party connections. They didn't give you the the resident, the city or whatever, so you couldn't segment them very much, but you could send them an email. Now they've stopped doing that. I would love to recommend to LinkedIn you know, that there's an option besides the sales one, you know, for people like me who have more than 10,000 uh, connections, there's just no good way to to connect with them, to actually say, to actually talk with them or anything. You know, there's a, there's nothing. And so uh, they should offer another category, you know, the, the communicator or the influencer uh, option that lets you get at your own connections and lets you get, you know, an area of the country, lets you, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be an email, just let me send to, to send something to everybody, uh, and you can limit it, but to everybody in Minneapolis Metro, for example. You know, if I'm coming to Minneapolis Metro, let me send something to those people. You know how hard it is to cut and paste 2,000 messages? <laughs> 
it's no fun. I think there might be a faster way to do it because I'm getting some of that junk junk messages. But I do it. I paste it, and I also, you know, send it to the WDMA group as well as other groups. But it's basically cut and paste. And LinkedIn could do such a better job. <coughs> so I'll tag some people at LinkedIn. Direct mail, another tool. Okay, so um, so Michael is advocating that you try connecting up with direct mail. Okay, the average person receives most of their bills and personal correspondence in email. Not me, not at all. I don't know that that's the average. I'm a little suspicious i think my kids do uh and sometimes i i do have a notification that my bill has come but like you know we still yeah we still write out checks believe it or not um uh and i my guess is that it's more than uh, a couple of percent of people that still do that okay it's it's helpful for documentation and it uh, is also helpful that it sits on the counter and you know where they all are. You don't have to search for all the uh, search through thousands of emails just to find the, the bill to pay. So anyway, um, so he's emphasizing the, the great value of new movers, although I think repetitive to your immediate market area might be more effective. Um Direct mail can encourage recipients to explore a company's website or social media. Obviously, we know that. There are also ways that you can, on a mailing, um, not on an every door direct, but on a, on a saturation mailing, you can ask the post office to notify you. It's called informed, no, it's not called informed delivery. It's called, in, yeah, it's called informed visibility, not informed delivery. Uh, that's the consumer side of it. But the but the merchant side of it is called informed visibility, and it uh, the post office will actually notify you when each mailing piece gets delivered so that you can send an email. You can automate that. Uh, I know of at least one printer that does that for their clients. Um, so there's a way to, to tightly connect uh, an email of uh, alerting somebody that, you know, it's in their mailbox. Um so it depends, the success depends on multi-channel marketing, uh, keeping your message consistent. And I would say, you know, once again, let's give them, let's, let's just double check this. We'll, we'll put test in here just to make sure that I didn't miss it. Zero results. Okay. Just as I suspected. Okay. So test wasn't mentioned and, you know, everybody has their... Their statements that they make, their opinions that they make, but except for Craig Huey, who will give you guidance on how to write a subject line and how to get the most effective uh, message and offer uh, in both email and mail, uh, testing is key. And so I will just bang that drum again because this is the WDMA, which stands for Direct Marketing. One of the few associations. I hope you'll join. And for those articles, just get over there and, and you go to wdma.org slash join and you can subscribe for free or you can support our efforts, which I would be very excited. Informed delivery, says David Foley, is a very neat idea. And he's from Canada and he knows about it. Okay, but not everybody does. Thank you for chiming in, David. Just in case you don't think this is live.
I know I'm late today. There's a story, but I'm not going to tell it. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. (laughs) I hope.